0: This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA community media organisation. Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber, or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy. A diverse sound for a diverse community.
1: You're listening to a Maddie and Amy podcast.
0: Which apparently we just missed by I think like a year, so technically we're not millennials, but we get the whole millennial thing. And I bring this up because I've seen a couple of things floating around about like things millennials are doing a little bit different.
2: What are they doing now?
0: Well, one of the things they're doing is rather than having wedding cake at their weddings, they're actually doing cheesecake. So huge wheels of like brie and camembert. Oh wow! Sta- yeah, exactly. Sta- I would on. do that. You know how much I love cheese. It would make you quite sick. But it would, but, but it would be worth it. It'd be in a my opinion wit- Wedding, yeah. would it not be? And they even have like the top of, like, the bride and groom or the bride and bride, whoever. In cheese. On the top. Not in cheese, but on the top. I would want cheese. Like, a Swiss cheese bride. That'd be really cute. would yeah. it? The other thing that millennials are also doing is, um,
2: apparently, you know, we can't really buy houses because they're very expensive at the moment. Well, I've seen the memes about um, us only being able to afford avocado toast. Oh, wait. No. Because we buy avocado toast, we can't afford houses, which I think is ridiculous. Ridiculous, right? But you know, now that we know that we just
0: can't afford a house ever, um, we're apparently just bl- like buying house plants. Oh, that is me. Yeah, so we're spending more, like, you know, money and time on that. And even, like, Google can confirm this, that, like, the searches for house plants have gone up times eight in the last two years. It's me. It's you, Matt. It's literally you. But I just feel like it's sad because we're used to being called, like, you know, crazy cat ladies. But I think we're going to be, like,
2: lonely plant <laughs> ladies. It's going to be me when I'm <laughs> 80 just rocking back and forth with my... Your cactus. Yeah, with my cactus. <laughs> Right now, I want to talk about love languages. So, you have heard about love languages, but I don't have any clue as to what they really mean? So, basically, a love language is something that you do to express your love or even a way that you receive love. Um, so it's based upon this like book by Gary Chapman. It came out when I was born, 1995. Um, but um, as with any good book, this book was a part of the Oprah Book Club. so oh,
0: you know it's legit. You know, yeah, you it's know legit. It's good.
2: So this is something that I bring up. Um, whenever I meet somebody new, I always talk about love languages because I really like... Um, knowing how people receive love. Yeah, which is cute to know because, like, it helps in the future. Yeah, so a love language, has five. Um, The first one is physical touch. Um, The second one is words of affirmation. So um, if you get, like, encouragement or something Mm. from someone. Um, Gifts is the third one. Quality time. And acts of service. Okay. So acts of service, um, that was one that confused me a little bit at the yeah. start, but basically it's when somebody does something for you. Okay. So like cooks you a meal or um, brings you a cup of tea. Or like drives you to work or something. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So something you like would do, okay, for someone else. Do you
0: think you could guess my love language? Um, physical touch words. I think you would like words of affirmation. Yep. And oh, I wouldn't say gifts because you're not... I don't think
2: you're really into that as much. And maybe quality time? Yep. You know me, Amy. They're exactly my love languages. So that's how I receive love. Like, I love it when people say that I'm good at something or that they think I'm pretty for the day. And and I spend time with you. Yeah, that's... Do you know... I'm going to try and guess yours now, actually. What do you reckon? I think yours is also words of affirmation.
0: Yeah, I would say that. Someone needs to tell me I'm cute and do good things. <laughs> <laughs> and I
2: reckon you're, I think you're also quality time. No? No. I probably wouldn't say that. What would you, th- what acts do you think? Acts of service. Really? Yeah.
0: I love when like little things go such a long way for me and like I always will remember them. So like if you like were to get me like a cute gift because it reminds you of something we said or spoke about. Like, that's I think gifts that's- though. No, but it's different because I feel like acts of service, like you're going out your way to do it.
2: Um. do you reckon? Mm, I don't know. So I, maybe it's a cross between that and um, gifts. I want to know <laughs> producer Lisa's love languages as well. Have you ever heard of love languages before? Yeah, but I just wasn't...
1: And I, yeah, I'd have, but I just didn't know, um, like, the specific categories that they fell into. Yeah. This is so cool. I'm going to go home and do my it, bloody research. It really
2: interests me. Every time I'm at work, I always delve into it with somebody new. Yeah. Um, so, like, what are yours? Mine would definitely be...
1: Um. I, I reckon I know one. Oh, go. I
2: reckon, Um. would
1: Quality Time be one? One of them yeah yeah knew it mm-hmm. but- quality time and it's either acts of service or physical um touch but
2: yeah. you don't like physical touch Lisa no I
1: do when I like you <laughs> oh. <No, she laughs> trying to hug her today and she was like no nah. touch me no that was because I gave you a gift the gift of chimtams and I you didn't need any I didn't need anything from that. Okay. That was just from me to you. That was that was a selfless act.
2: Okay, that's cute though. But isn't it interesting? Everyone has these like different love languages. I am so invested in people and I love to know because like even a way that that I receive love from my girlfriend is different and I've had to like kind of change the way that I do things because Maribel's is acts of service. Yeah. And I'm totally not that person that will go out of my way to do something... For somebody? Yeah. Like, I, oh. it's just not... Like, I do, but, oh, like... I okay, you do. You're, like, very thoughtful. So, surely... Oh. Oh. I think, yeah,
1: that's adorable. I think what falls under that is, like, I cook, for, I cook for people all the time. I'm, like, I'll buy you flowers. You're so acts like, of service yeah. then. And, and good yeah. with,
0: like, advice. Like, any time I have problems, I'm like, Lisa, help me. And you
2: always do.
1: Yeah, I literally said yesterday, one of the ways I show affection is, um help me, let me help you with your resume.
2: <laughs> so, Lisa, I actually think you're probably, like, all of the love languages. You are just good at loving. You no, that's too much pressure.
0: I think, <laughs> you know what, we like, I reckon we put this on our Tinder profile, like our love languages, so now they all know. Human Nature are heading back down under for their Little More Love 30-Year Celebration Tour, which is all kicking off in late April. We're now joined by Mike Tierney from Human Nature. Mike, uh, you've had a huge stint in Vegas for the last couple of years, and you're finally coming back to Australia. Will you be bringing the Vegas theatrics down under?
3: Absolutely. I've got my magic got my magic all planned out, my David Copperfield routine. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're, we're still in Vegas at the moment. We actually just um, just signed for an, an extension to our residency for, for another three years. So oh, wow. we'll be taking a break, come back to Australia, but um, we'll be back there for about a month. And um, it's just always great to come back home and, and you know see an Australian audience and people who've kind of grown up with us over the years. And so it's, we're excited to get back there and, and do our show.
0: Um, now, in your career, you guys have supported Celine Dion and Michael Jackson. Has there been a highlight for you over the last 30 years? You know, there's been many
3: highlights, I suppose, and, you know, they would be touring with Michael Jackson was definitely, you know, an incredible time, but we also, performing at the, the Sydney Olympics, we, we sang the anthem there, which is now so 18 years ago now, but it, it was such a, amazing time too and you know any time we get the chance to come back and perform in Australia is always a highlight so we're we're super excited to get back and do our show.
2: Now with this show, the 30 Year Celebration Tour, you've actually got Dami Im as a special guest during the tour what's it like working with someone as incredible as her?
3: Yeah she actually did a duet with us so on the last record we made, Romance with Jukebox, she did a duet on, um, on a song and she's just, you know she's a lovely lovely person and I think it's going to be great to have her involved in the show. She's um, you know super open to sort of trying different things and kind of, you know, being, being part of the show.
0: Yeah, lots of iconic Australian artists coming together to perform. Um, You guys, during the tour, will be performing your iconic back catalogue together with instant hits from the new album. Um, what's your favourite song to perform together? I think for us,
3: there's lots of different favourites. I mean, uh, some of our songs from our... First record is still great, songs like Wishes and -hmm. uh, the the duet we did with John Farnham, Every Time He (laughs) Cries, always great. So it always has the audience singing along, which is, which is
0: awesome. Mike, can I also say, I went to Vegas with my family, I think in like 2009, and um, my dad and my um, sister and I decided to go see a magic show, but my mum is obsessed with you guys. She bought front row tickets, <laughs> and she sung all night, and she claims that you guys actually pulled her out of the audience and got her to sing a chorus with you because oh she knew all the words. Oh
3: God. Oh wow, wow. That, that might have been That might have happened It I might mean, have been. We love getting We love getting The audience involved So it's um, it could, I'm sure that Probably did happen
0: What's next After your 30 year Celebration tour
3: Well after the 30 year Celebration tour We'll probably head Head back to Vegas We've got more shows here And then Yeah we'll probably uh, Get back into the studio And look at recording Some more Some more music as well So it's um, Going to be uh, Yeah it would be, be An exciting year To see what What comes up And uh yeah, but at the moment, we're sort of just planning the tour and, and getting all that together. And then once that's over, then we'll, we'll kind of think what's beyond the, beyond the tour after that.
0: Maybe we'll have like a 60-year tour as well. That'd be really nice.
3: If, we're still, if we can still walk. <laughs> <be great. laughs>
0: Thank you so much, Mike, from Human Nature. Human Nature will be in Melbourne at the Margaret Court Arena on Wednesday
2: 1st of May and Thursday 2nd of May. Thank you so much, Mike.
3: Nice to talk to you guys.
2: It's that part of the show where we um, bring on our producer Lisa to give some love advice, and it is the day of love, Amy. And there's a lot of single people out there, but there's also a lot of lovers. So, what Lisa's love letters is is we ask you to give your your thoughts and your dilemmas, your, your dilemmas over. And Lisa is a really good problem solver. Um, so here's Lisa's love letters. Lisa.
1: that beautiful intro. It's big Capricorn energy. That's all I can put it down to, honestly. It's like, <laughs> I owe it all to the universe, really. Um, no, we had a massive response for Lisa's Love Letters this week. Oh, cool. Everyone's getting in the Valentine's spirit. Um, or maybe they're a bit stark. you know, I don't know. But I got this message from um, Becky Preston. And she wants to know, what is the perfect meal to cook for someone that I want to impress but haven't yet had the what are we conversation with? <sighs> oh, and I feel like I've been in this situation a million times because I feel like I'm constantly dating but never really, like, locking anything down. So, is she trying to get a meal that says,
2: I want more from this? Yes. So, what kind of food do you put on the plate for that, Lisa?
1: Homemade tacos. Tacos? See, I would... Is That's it vegeta- such a lesbian thing to Oh, say. my God! <laughs> <laughs> is it Maddie. Are they meat or vegetarian tacos? Always vegan. Oh, okay. vegan. Yeah, because it, be- it, it, it makes for no upset tummies. <gasps> It's a really well thought out like meal, trust me.
0: Because I was gonna say, if you're gonna cook a meal, it needs to be one that doesn't upset anyone's stomach. Yeah. Because if I go on a date, I always avoid things like burgers or like meaty,
2: cheesy things. Well, be careful. There's nothing worse than like getting to that intimate moment and you are really like it's built up. Yeah. Food. Exactly. It, it happens to me all the time.
1: And <laughs> like you can use obviously there's like beans in it and stuff, but like you can choose what you put in a, in a vegetarian mixture. You can use lentils and and there's a whole bunch of stuff you can put in. And but, then you but, can yeah. So I was gonna say, what says I love you like a taco
2: though? Or is it is it saying I love you or is it just like I want a relationship with your yeah. taco.
1: It's like I'm, this is my wife material or husband material that I've got going on. Like I get real fancy with it. I get like um, soft tacos. There's the mini ones so you oh. can kind of eat. It's almost like a tapas and then you, oh. and then, oh, trust me, it's it's a winner. And then you like char some corn and you like, um, I chop up like cabbage and lettuce and put like a little vinaigrette on it. Oh my God, it's so authentically Lisa. Yeah, smart. I what know. Cool. You're welcome, Beck in Preston. You're welcome. Have fun with your tacos. Let me know how they go. Um, it- I also got a question. Um, that says Dear Lisa I am a newly single gal to the Tinder game swiping left and right on hotties and noddies has become a regular pastime but I get stuck when it comes to the messaging sometimes um, the conversations are really long with interesting people and others are super short and they don't respond but I still haven't gone on a date how do I pick the perfect moment to ask someone to hang out Oh, I say just strike while the iron's hot if you think they're hot and they think you're hot and you're you know vibing even in the slightest don't even ask where they live or anything just say where are you free <laughs>
0: Yeah, I I agree. Why leave it and, like, let it hang? Whereas,
1: like, if it's both passionate right now, just do it. So be abrupt with it. Be um stern and direct. Take charge. People love a bit of dominance, I feel. Mm. And also it doesn't allow, like I hate having too many conversations on the DMs. Yeah. Because I feel like you find out too much about the person while you're in the chat room and then it doesn't leave much just in case the chemistry needs a bit of time to build up when you first meet. You've got some stuff. You've got some like ground to cover. We also got this other one from um, Anonymous that says, how is Amy still single? <gasps>
0: oh. I don't know. It's because I love people. <laughs> <laughs> That's this week's Lisa's Love Letters. Lisa's love letters. I
2: hope that helps some single people out there.
3: Maddie and Amy on Joy 94.9.
1: Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au.